Today on The Terrible Warriors, a message has been received from orbit. Old weapon platforms are coming to life, and the mutant animals of the wasteland world worry that there are enemies in orbit counting down to something they do not know. A secret plan to launch a ship into space has begun. The first space program in a hundred years. But where did they get that vehicle that Mutork is modifying? Enter Julian Spillane and a character from the original After the Bomb campaign. This is part two of Mutants in Orbit, and they are your terrible warriors. Welcome back to the terrible warriors. I'm your game master for this campaign, Justin Eacock. We are returning to After the Bomb. We are playing Mutants in Orbit. We have spent one episode introducing most of the characters for this campaign, explaining the strange logic on how we've gone from Mad Max into a space adventure. I hope it made sense. I just was bullshitting my way through that whole conversation. Uh, We have, um, first uh, on Skype, uh, joining us from around the world uh, in Edmonton, uh, my other Game Master compatriot counterpart, we have... I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing the Muse. And you've uh, you've had uh, uh, the Lasers and Feelings and Deadlands and Suicide Squad. Uh, you've had a hell of a year with the Edmonton crew. Uh, those guys you found are incredible. Yeah, and may- maybe in the new year I'll actually get to play something instead of running all the games. It's all part of the grooming, though. Eventually you're going to have like five kick-ass game masters and you're never going to have to run a game again. That's, that's the plan, right? I mean, we, we can... Speaking of someone who's always running games for us, uh, from his secret base live on Skype, uh, we have the Birdman himself. Hey guys, Mike the Birdman Dog, this week in Geek.net, and I'm enjoying a nice cup of coffee out of my Pinkie Pie mug. It's a good day, because it's, it's cold outside. And uh, because this is being released after Embers of the Jedi's most recent episodes, can I just say, holy shit. But since it's also being recorded before the finale, I don't know what I'm talking about yet. <laughs> so, oh, you will. <laughs> oh, I will. Uh, you don't know this, Julian, but you remember Project Leviathan mm. when we did uh, Alien. Um, and, of course, we, uh, I'll introduce Julian in a second, but the Embers of the Jedi most recent is a return to Project Leviathan, uh. Uh, but in ways unexpected. I don't know. It won't be the same without an asshole traitor droid. <laughs> Uh, we, we, no, it's four Jedi and a cat. Now that now, now that you're out of hiding, who knows? It's true. We'll just see like a like a like a you know the when the uh, space droid in Skyrim comes flying out of the sky. That'll be you. Ah, <laughs> and you've got inside you the the uh, the evil Empire alien, you know, doomsday plans. Yes, I thought um, we were taking place before Leviathan, though. We are technically yes. Yeah, this is how yeah. they found the it, egg. This is, but first they had to fight the predators. But first, yes. <laughs> it's here. Oh, that's what's happening. There's stormtroopers using predator technology to cloak themselves. It's crazy. God. Only Dodd can mash things up so seamlessly. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, from Patreon, uh, uh, returning again for the second episode, uh, uh, one of our rewards, uh, if you're a Patreon supporter, is to join us on a show uh, once per season. And I'm thrilled to introduce uh, Andy to the team. Hello, my name's Andy Hughes. I go on Twitter about uh, the name Light2002. Follow me if you want some random wrestling commentary. And, oh, random wrestling commentary. Did you listen to our Worldwide Wrestling RPG? Yes, I did. And I also watched TakeOver last night. 
Oh my god, Revival versus uh, Shinsuke uh, Nakamura, man, match of the yeah. year. Yeah, oh. we've oh. we've brought them all into the same room together. I. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm really sad that Dodd wasn't able to join us for R- for WWW RPG, but we are going to return to Next that time. game. And uh, but I also know out in Edmonton, uh, I've heard rumors of the Thursday Throwdown. There, there are certainly talks of it. Yes. Yeah. And then they do the Throwdown, and then we have to do the response with the return ah. to Monday Night War, where it's War versus Throwdown. And so uh, we, that, 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 should be, that should be a fun time as we get these promotions built up. And uh, and and I really want Dodd to play his. Uh, uh, racist stereotype luchador. <laughs> I'm like uh, I, I'm like a more racist version of Alberto Del Rio. To be great, <laughs> <laughs> just you what, come. Wasn't you he come, already racist in his w- most recent WWE run? Pretty much. Flairness <sighs> gave me a shot of Kahlua. I'm gonna be awesome. Wrestling gets away with everything. Finally, more liquor. As, as, as we round up the the, <gasps> the cast, um, uh, we have returning after a long absence in the wild. Uh, his uh, meditations on the mountains have completed. He has descended from the steps with uh, with tales to tell um, and games to play. Games to play and words to use. We have uh, welcome back to the show, Julian. It's Julian, <laughs> long absence, Spillane. I tell you, my time training in Nepal was tough. That ancient one's a real dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been working on uh, working on a game uh, called Use Your Words with uh, Brentel Floss, Brent Black. Um, he and I have been working on it for about a year now. It's launching in yeah. March. I we th- just announced. I so. played it back last January um, when when we were all at Magfest. We were testing it out in one of the hotel rooms, and it's a completely different experience now. I I've mean, seen the videos online. That yeah, some of the the the. Uh, the, the looks on. I can't wait to try uh, try the the latest version. It's uh, it's definitely great. Um, so it's gonna be uh, it's a party game, comedy improvisational party game for funny people and their unfunny friends. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Use Your Words. Um, we'll be on PC, Mac, Xbox One, PS4, Wii U, and Apple TV. Um, as of this recording. Uh, since our Scion game, Derek uses uh, pro gamers. I was thinking it might be really funny if we we're at a Use Your Words press conference. Sometime in the future, when uh, the Titans attack, and uh, we have to save Brental Floss from uh, from Hades. No, no, dude. Brental Floss will turn out to be a sci- like a demigod, uh, <laughs> scion of like Apollo or something. Yeah, yeah, one of the musical gods. Yeah, very cool. So, um, Julian was part of our very first campaign, and we're gonna start there. Um, we we explained how Mutork ended up in uh, the uh, the base, which I haven't given it a name. What do we want to name the base that the Prairie Dogs have set up in that missile silo? I'll let the players sure. come up with this. Good boy. Area fifty two. <laughs> Area fifty two. Uh, we we can do better than Area fifty two. Uh, something less Chico obvious. Machine. <laughs> come. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just gonna go to Twitter now and just let our fans. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! To the why Twitter. Why would you do that? Um, but we explained. Base Roosevelt. Roosevelt Base. Roosevelt Mountain. And so um, uh, underneath Roosevelt Mountain, we have uh, the, the missile silo where they have been building a space program to make contact with the mysterious transmission coming from orbit. And we explained how Mutork came in. Uh, they've been tracking his abilities. And then when the rocket launch happened at the end of Furry Road, uh, it set off a lot of alarm bells and the prairie dogs had to send in their special forces to requisition him. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Sid Hamilton, the duck, uh, has been training for the better part of the last year for 
the first space mission in 100 years. Uh, he's the representative that they are sending. Then, however, things got complicated when in order to run up the timeline and make sure the Empire of Man didn't shoot them out of the sky, they have made a tentative not peace agreement, but a truce. They have sent a representative for this mission to be on this ship as a second in command who will report to the Empire of Man on their findings. And in re- uh, to allow his presence on the ship, they have brought fuel and equipment for Mutork to build the ship. However, where did that ship come from is the question because the Prairie Dog Imperium doesn't really have the kinds of – They scavenge. They bring things in. They don't build giant trucks to turn into bigger spaceships. So we go almost two years ago after the assassination attempt at Churchill Industries on uh, the CEO uh, after uh, she framed Plan B investigations. Uh, Was it Plan B investigations or Plan B solutions? Solutions. A massive explosion ripped through the top floor, killing uh, the CEO and sending uh, the city into uh, a state of martial law. Uh, Wanted for terrorism and murder and conspiracy, uh, the surviving members of Plan B um, went on the run. Both of them. Uh, The brothers. The uh, the uh, uh, what were they? the uh, the Pussin Bros. The Pussin Bros. Um, I got to write this down. Van Cleef mm-hmm. was 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 uh, was your brother, Julian, and then you uh, El Greco. El Greco. Uh, sorry, it was years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, El Greco and Van Cleef were able to um, break into the impound, uh, steal Gravedigger, and uh, get the hell out of Dodge because. Gravedigger in an impound is just asking for like a big scene where it smashes through a wall on the way out <laughs> at the back of the garage. And, uh, and they took off for parts unknown. Um, the Empire of Man and uh, as well as uh, the, um, the other governments of the East Coast uh, wouldn't break um, into the, uh, the neutral territory of the bison free states or the bovine free states. And it was there that uh, you would be able to go into hiding. Uh, city states that remained peaceful and focused on farming and frontier towns. Um, uh, it's a little more like the Old West out there. And it was there that you would be able to hide. However, a giant grave digger isn't something that is well hidden. What? <laughs> And uh, after a few months on the road, going from town to town, trying to keep as low profile as you can in a giant war truck, uh, you find yourself in uh, a chase as the canine commandos of the Empire of Man have followed your scent and have tracked you down. And their, 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 their orders are simple, um, dead or alive, the, uh, uh, the ones responsible for the death of Churchill cannot escape and they cannot be allowed to um, continue on their path to the west coast because as we know later from the furry road they have plans of their own on the west coast the last thing they need is people like plan b showing up there and making their lives complicated so we pick up in this chase as we started in b is for bomb it's actually just if we're doing like a sequel movie it's the same shot but it, this time rather than you chasing the canines you're being chased by uh, uh, several trucks um, 
uh, uh, flat panel box trucks, right? Um, not as big as Gravedigger. They don't have like a separate trailer that's like a – think like a, one of the rental budget trucks that you can get uh, or like a U-Haul. In fact, that's what they are. They're old U-Hauls. A <laughs> hundred years later, somehow, against all odds, With they're still running. America facts on the side. Everything has an Arizona license plate yeah. on them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, except they've been repainted with uh, a very prominent uh, Empire um, uh, logo uh, with, uh, with, with, with the kind of blue markings that they have. And um, as you're being shot at, you're in the cabin driving Gravedigger. And uh, your brother Van Cleef um, is up in the turret on the top of the cabin, the giant like heavy caliber gun yeah. that they're going. And uh, it easily rips through one of the trucks that's chasing, just cuts it in half and, uh, and, and it explodes and falls apart. As the other two trucks come around the side, one came into the front of the truck, the, black, the, the back panel lifts up and before you can even react, what looks like a Frisbee is thrown out in front of the truck, lands on the ground right in front of the grill and as you drive over it, it explodes. And the whole truck uh, uh, goes off the road Great and, and no. flips over. And uh, the, the trailer uh, unhitches uh, in, 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 in the chaos and goes into uh, a very violent roll. And as you're, you know, like uh, this shot's taken from inside the cabin, right? So the whole world around you is spinning and, you know, the, 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 the dice in the mirror are, are moving up and down and glass is going everywhere. Um, but not, not so much because you got a lot of armored panels on that, but, but things that can break are smashing sure. as, as the truck is, is, is rolling. And, and just as you look up in the slow motion, you can see Van Cleef hurled uh, from, uh, from, from the turret bay on top of the truck and he goes flying out into the highway. Um, uh, in the day's ear ringing um, as you uh, try to get your grip and, and, and crawl out, um, before you would even get an initiative roll, um, you see the uh, uh, in, in, in hazy montage through black and then the color comes back up and then back to black and the color comes back up. You see the, uh, the, the, the canine commandos exit their truck. They walk over, um, picking up Van Cleef. They throw him back down to the ground, dragging him away as uh, one pulls up. An assault rifle and uh, very cleanly coup de gras uh, uh, shot right into the head. And uh, Van Cleef is uh, – you can't even cry out because uh, it, this has all happened so quickly. You're so in such enough pain. Is this even really happening? Um, uh, you're now the sole survivor of Plan B and now your brother is also gone. And uh, – he never asked for that. As the you see the commandos coming down the ditch to the uh, uh, smashed cabin of the gravedigger, um, before they can get to the door and pull it open, you feel the ground rumbling around you as uh, what look like drill bits coming out of the ground. Uh, we already saw that in the last episode, but Julian wasn't here for that. Um, as... Uh, uh, between three and four, let's say four this time, come out of the ground uh, on on uh, uh, on the side of the road, uh, creating a perimeter around Gravedigger. Just as they do, um, uh, panels uh, shoot open like airlocks on the side of the uh, of of the uh, of the vehicles that have ascended from under underground. As uh, short four foot commandos in in uh, black special ops gear and. Um, Laser sighted assault rifles all come out in formation and take out the the dog commandos before they can even react to what's happened. Um, 
still uh, blood coming from uh, from your head, uh, upside down in the cabin. A door opens up, and a uh, a, a gloved hand reaches in um, uh, to to offer assistance and, and pull you out. Uh, they identify themselves as uh, a perimeter patrol of the of the of the Imperium. Um, you had just entered into their territory, and they regret that they were unable to arrive in time before uh, those dogs were able to do what they did. Uh, they offer a asylum, and uh, they seem quite eager to give you assistance. Um, they have been tracking you as you've gone over the... Uh, bovine states and knew that you were on the way and they believe your interests are aligned. Um, they have orders to bring you uh, in to meet their commander. Uh, at any time you can speak up to. Sure. I'm just, okay. just describing how, 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 how this brought you here. Well, I mean, I'm not going to put up much of a fight. I'm just going to... They seem trustworthy yeah. enough. This now. is the opening shot yeah. of Mad Max. Like exactly. you're, just, you're, you're crawling out of the dirt here. Yeah. Um, they uh, they they bring you into one of the of the uh, vessels. Uh, the uh, the door is reattached and it descends down into the ground. Uh, the prairie dogs avoid surface travel as much as possible because they are super paranoid. Even though there haven't been aerial photography in a hundred years, they're still convinced that the empire watches everyone. Mm -hmm. And so the prairie dogs always remain underground whenever they can. And um, you don't know how far you've gone, how long you've been gone. Um, uh, but the, the the special forces units inside the vessel, they, they sit around the perimeter like a circle. And you're in like a – I think like the shoulder kind of supports that come down on like a roller coaster. Like they kind of come down and they're holding you in place as you're rolling through the ground. And um, and uh, you know what? Uh, what would be uh, physical endurance? Yep. Could you give me a roll for that? Sure. I'm going to see if you're going to throw up as you're spinning around inside this drill bit. Mm-hmm. So I don't in rifts. I don't remember how how the stat modifier. Uh, just roll a d twenty and we'll figure it out. Right. I'm just gonna. There isn't really that that that's. Uh, it, it doesn't really make 17, sense. Seventeen, but my PE stat is twenty four. Yeah, so it would Jesus. actually. Jesus. Yeah, I remember when I when I had the original character, I'd rolled an eighteen and then I rolled a six. Yeah, I think the stats have a way of being translated into percentages, but yeah. uh, whatever. Palladium. Technically, yeah. if we multiply them by five. We're multiplying them by five, and that's your percentage. Yeah. Because if you divide your yes, that that pretty much is it. Because they're roughly on a twenty point scale. Yeah. If oh, you cool. go over it, you just you is should that, just auto succeed. Was that twenty three? It was twenty. It was twenty. Yeah, twenty four. Twenty four. Uh, yeah, I rolled. I rolled basically a perfect roll. Eighteen yeah. and a six. Yeah. So then you're you're fine. You you don't uh, you don't embarrass yourself and throw up in in, in, in the van. Uh, they bring you into uh, Mount Roosevelt, and. You meet uh, a bald eagle who is working uh, with a coalition of species that are using the prairie dogs' facilities for um, a contingency plan should the uh, – there's an arms race happening, uh, a cold war between many of the states away from the empire uh, who, who are afraid of what they would do should they ever receive uh, – get uh, – bombs, uh, a space program, uh, airplanes, um, and uh, uh, the, the Canadian geese, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the avian nations uh, 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 off the coast, uh, even uh, the, uh, the seals um, uh, from the west coast. Uh, what, what, what are they called? I had it written down here. Sea lions. 
No, not the sea lions. The Seal Republic and the Dolphin Free State. Uh, they uh, they all offer resources um, towards a a plan. Uh, uh, the closest this world has to like a black ops operation to um, uh, be prepared, and uh, they believe that for some time the. Uh, uh, Empire has been working on a space program. What they lack is uh, the the old knowledge, uh, but what they have is the old technology. And so uh, many explosions, lots of uh, injuries, uh, but they're moving along a lot faster than uh, than than the mutants. Um, and uh, and then you came driving in with a hull that they can use with raw materials uh, out of the grave digger um, that. Uh, they have uh, – they're going to recycle mm-hmm. to use uh, for, for a ship. And they're not asking you. They're just telling you what they plan to do and uh, offering you a place in their plans. But very clearly this, uh, this captain, Captain Kin, uh, is, um, is not elaborating on what would happen should you refuse. Uh, and as I explained in the last episode, the Prairie Dog Imperium have a reputation that you would even have been aware of uh, with Plan B, being very reclusive, very secretive. They, they don't even go above ground. They're kind of like the Romulan Empire from Star Trek, uh, but less xenophobic, willing to work with others but only for their own gain. Um, very paranoid, uh, quite selfish, and uh, very sure of themselves because uh, – they were underground uh, as mutants when the bombs dropped, so a lot of their equipment and ways of life were unaffected, mm. um, uh, even uh, even as the rest of the world burned. So that's what they're planning to do to the gravedigger. I'm not too happy about that, but from a survivalism perspective, I don't really have much of an option. Yeah, you're kind of over I'm the barrel. I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> You're, I mean, yeah. So, so I, I, I basically begrudgingly accept the, the what the captain. There's not many is going safe places happen. left in the world, and this yeah. is the safest place you've been in in almost a year. Yeah. And uh, over the next few months, you uh, start to see the rest of the base. You come across the uh, the person that the, um, the this this coalition have zeroed in on their shortlist to be a commander, um, uh, a duck. Uh, from um, uh, from the northeast, uh, who um, worked as a as a militia, uh, or as a mercenary, um, and uh, has uh, enough of a affinity to learning skills that they've been training him uh, for uh, for leading this mission and piloting whatever grave digger is becoming now. Um, space digger. They give <laughs> space digger. Holy shit! That's awesome. <laughs> um, as uh, you, you're kind of you're given free reign through the uh, through the base. Uh, you're not permitted to leave. No one is. Um, but uh, you know, there's there's soldiers everywhere, so they're not worried about where you go, what you see. Uh, information is controlled outside the base, but within the base, there's really very little point since the gossip between all the different animals that are there. Uh, they the prairie dogs can't really keep the kind of culture that they would be used to. The prairie dogs hold up the security. Uh, while the bovines provide most of the scientists and engineers, um, the rest being shored up by uh, uh, by the uh, by the birds and uh, that that have come in from the other states, from up in Canada and uh, further out uh, from the east, and um, and then uh, about eighteen months into your vacation captivity, 
they uh, have you see a lot of commotion. Um, a, uh, a patrol has been sent out, and uh, and uh, you see being brought in on a stretcher a a cat, uh, black fur with a white stripe down the middle of his face. Uh, uh, what looks like a vault suit. Very what looks like a vault suit with the word Bob written on a, a, a as a name tag like a like a gas station patch, um, sedated, uh, being wheeled past. Um, this is the first new face you've seen since you arrived. Um, and uh, behind him, following is one of the uh, uh, lead researchers that have been working with. Um, you've seen her arguing. Uh, she's a, a bison. Uh, you've seen her ar- played by Amanda Tapping. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> we have seen uh, 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 her arguing, probably offering motion capture. Uh, we have uh, seen her arguing a lot with the bald eagle Captain Kin about. Um, the mission about timelines. Uh, they don't even hide the uh, their their animosity amongst each other, yelling quite loudly in hallways for most people to hear. Uh, uh, the captain isn't quite pleased with uh, her her lack of uh, respect for the chain of command, but um, uh, she uh, keeps saying that there isn't time, and now more than all, we we have to we have to speed up the launch, and we can't do this without his help. Um, and uh, you're you're not really sure what she's talking about, um, but maybe it has something to do with this new cat that's been brought in. Um, after a few more weeks pass, uh, you see the cat is walking around, uh, been brought into this hangar deck. At this point, you've started doing some odd jobs and helping people around. Like, uh, you were you a mechanic? What was the kind of skills you had? Uh, I was um, just mostly military. I had some technical stuff, like basic mechanics and basic engineering. But yeah, so uh, you're helping with the armory. They're not going to put you in with security, but uh, after this much time, they've gotten enough used to you. They've lowered their guard, and it's time for you to be a little productive. So they they put you in working with the quartermaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you. You, uh, you help uh, clean the equipment, keep the guns ready, um, uh, keeping track of uh, the security so that you know, things that are being checked out are being checked back in, um, and, uh, and you're working there, which is, which is close enough to the missile silo that you're also keep it, – it's a, it's a good place for you to be because it lets you keep a close eye on what they're doing to Gravedigger. What have they done to Gravedigger so far? Over the last 18 months, they have um, taken it apart and rebuilt it. It still looks like a truck. The cabin is still um, – Relatively intact, the uh, the 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 trailer behind it, uh, the with the drink machine, has all been taken apart. The drink oh, machine's moved the off. The refreshment dispenser. The, the refreshment dispenser has ended up in the cafeteria, and uh, uh, and uh, the watch um, everyone's glee. They, they love it. Uh, it was it was my thing, and the, the the music box, the jukebox has been moved out, and the the engineers have it playing sometimes for uh, dance parties that they have. But uh, but all the weapons have been kept aside, and and they're. Uh, they keep They're trying to work enhanced. out ways to uh, work in uh, engines, uh, uh, making it more aerodynamic, adding... Um, I'm just uh, picturing the space Winnebago from Spaceballs. Ex- yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> cra- they're going crazy. But oh, they also star. don't know what they're doing uh, yeah. at all. There's been a lot of trial and error. And for every day you see them build something, the next day they stripped it all down they're starting it all over again. And uh, it, 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 it seems quite frustrating for everyone involved. Uh, and then this day, uh, you see um, uh, the... Uh, the scientist, uh, Amanda Tapping the Bison, uh, pr- uh, Dr. August. Uh, Dr. August is leading uh, Mutork out into the hangar. And uh, uh, the cat is Mutork, Derek's cat. Um, and, Bob, uh, Bob Tork. This happened in the last episode. 
got to see everything eyes wide open, uh, uh, boggling. And um, uh, the uh, the duck that's uh, been leading the, uh, the this mission, uh, Sid, is there. And then it's while you're here, they don't see it out in the hangar. But while you're in the quartermaster's office looking at the guns, you see um, a crowd of uh, uh, engineers pushing um, a glowing piece of equipment. Um, uh, a, a giant cylinder, like a fuel cell, um, and uh, it's being pushed. And as you go past, you see very clearly on the sides um, the uh, the branding of uh, this is technology for the empire of humanity uh, being rolled in through. And that's brought into the hangar. But right behind it, keeping a close eye in full uniform, is a uh, uh, a canine commando uh, keeping eye on this on this cell. And uh, he's still wearing his helmet, um, can't make out his eyes, uh, white fur coming out underneath the bottom, sort of like a partial uh, look uh, to his mutation. Um, uh, weapons at the holster, uh, looking around quite excited and pleased to be there, um, makes contact with you and just seems to kind of nod in your direction and gives a big goofy dog smile. And I just stare right back at an impassive cat face. And uh, and then he's called uh, uh, away and, 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 and runs off in, in another direction towards a briefing room mm-hmm. where you later see uh, Mutork and Sid, uh, this duck, um, being, uh, being brought into. And that's where we last left the last episode is they were given a mission briefing about, uh, about what was going on. Um, listen to episode one to get caught up. Uh, but that's what was happening to you during this time. Um, right after this, guys, uh, we're going to bring everyone back in. Uh, uh, Andy is playing Lieutenant Light, the, the dog from the Empire of Humanity, on, uh, on, wolf, wolf. on mission. Uh, Dodd is uh, playing Sid Hamilton, uh, the commander of this mission and the test pilot involved in flying the space digger. And uh, Mutork is the now chief engineer of this Mutork program. Mutork the Greasy. He's the only one who, because of his psionic abilities, allow him to basically build anything and it'll work mm-hmm. as long as he stays within 150 yards of it. Oh, good. <laughs> so they, uh, in order, this is this was this was uh, uh, the uh, doctor August's plan. She researches scions and had been following Mutork. And then after the alarm bells went off and the rocket launch at the end of Furry Road, uh, they like we need him because with him they can get the space program ready tomorrow. Uh, they won't have to go through the research because he's he's the cheat code. <laughs> he, like, I, I love that her excitement on meeting me is not that I'm some kind of mechanical genius, even though that's what Mutork believes. It's that I'm literally the first time she's gotten a live lab experiment. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And uh, and Captain Kin reluctantly agrees to all this uh, because, uh, as we now know, metagame, you don't know this because uh, they haven't told you, uh, there's been a transmission being sent from orbit, a transmission that they've been listening to. But when the rocket launch happened at the end of Furry Road, uh, that transmission has turned into a countdown. They still don't understand what language it's being spoken in. Uh, for the most part, they can't even understand that the mis- that the transmission. It's if for most people who receive it. It's just a the kind of sound you would hear off of an old fifty six k modem because they don't have the technology to decipher a digital signal. Um, it uh, it just <laughs> comes off as static. Words, but Mutor could hear it. Mutor could hear it in a language he doesn't understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Andy knows what language that is, but he hasn't told the players yet. And, uh, and there are people around the world who have been picking up this mission. And because of that, there's a race on who makes first contact. Hmm. And this coalition, this is what they were built for. They, they have to be there before the Empire can get up there. If, 
and that's why they're working with the empire. Something in that transmission has scared them enough that they are willing to work with their main enemy to make sure that there is a representative of their own up there when that happens. Uh, Because what's the point in ruling the world if there's no world left? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a real verifiable fear that there are weapon platforms that survived the war that could be getting activated. And the last thing this world needs is a second drop of the bombs, and a second death. Mm-hmm. They don't need that. They, we would never recover. You hear uh, in the cafeteria the next day um, that they understand the prairie dogs have unanimously uh, declined from being involved, but they uh, are accepting uh, recruitment volunteers for this mission. They need um, foot soldiers who are willing to uh, uh, support the, the crew. Um, and all those interested can speak to um, Captain Kin. And uh, that's your way so in. So I'm sitting in the cafeteria by myself because I've basically been a loner this entire time. I don't you're, trust you're, anyone. Oh, you know, yeah. Well, Mutork was the first cat you've seen since you arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. Uh, everyone else is prairie dogs and cows Birds and the odd and, goose. Yeah. Yeah. They're all just, just terribly hey, distasteful. Man, I'm a duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like how I, I was uh, making Ori out to be a duck in his campaign, and now I'm going to start making Dot out to be a goose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, once I hear that announcement, um, basically finish up eating and uh, put away my lunch tray and head on over to the captain's office. He's not surprised. Yeah. Figured you wouldn't want to stay here for long. They're I, not. I, no one's going to take my truck without me in it. He's a bald eagle. He's not part of the Imperium, but he knows the Imperium's never going to let you leave their territory by land. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're you're you come highly qualified, overqualified even for a mission like this. Um, it is your truck. He has learned over the time uh, the relationship of of uh, uh, Van Clef, mm-hmm. Van Cleef, that um, that he was your brother. And uh, being, despite being quite a military hard ass, he's sympathetic and uh, approves of you being brought on. Um, can't give you a command position. It's just not within his authority. It's, it's up to the committee, and they've already decided who these commanders are. And with the Empire now involved, there's no way. But um, he can put you in with uh, the, uh, the infantry that we'll be, uh, we'll be going up to support. Cool. Um, there's going to be a handful, uh, no more than four, because uh, there's not a lot of room. Um, and it all depends on whether Mutork is even able to make the trailer of the truck, like, sealed, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Space safe. They've got some vacuum suits, but compressed oxygen tanks, like, that shit's hard to come by in the, in, in, in the uh, end of the world. Mm-hmm. And so they, um, anyway... Uh, they're going to be leaving soon. And uh, everyone else, come back into the game. Um, you're introduced to your crew, Mutork and Sid and Lieutenant Light. Uh, you are introduced to uh, a, uh, a cat who you have seen around the base, doesn't really talk to many other people. Um, no prairie dogs on board. Uh, you do have... Um, uh, uh, who else is around uh, for this? We've got... Uh, uh, da, 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 random Dr. rolling. August. Uh, Thirty-three uh, is a. Uh, there's actually a, a, a frog from Gatorland who's joining the team. Oh. Uh, old Slippy and uh, 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 whoa, 
Uh, I'm just going to go with a regular rabbit. Apparently, 62% was uh, a pleasure bunny. Not going there, Palladium. Not going there. You need a space bimbo. Nope. Uh, not doing that, folks. 92. Look, this isn't Bucky over hey, here. No, this is... Uh, I was going to say, this is a Star Trek. No, okay. But, oh, uh, and, and interesting from... Um, uh, from the dolphin free state, uh, representing them as a seagull. Uh, so, so the uh, there's a frog from Gatorland, a seagull from uh, the dolphin free state, uh, and uh, uh, what was the first one that I uh, mentioned? Uh, I rolled another number. A rabbit. Oh, it was it was a frog. It was Slippy Toad. Oh, frog. Yeah, and, oh, and a rabbit. And a rabbit. rabbit uh, where the hell is the rabbit going to be from? Um, Can we trade these three for the space bimbo? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I think we need our red shirts. From the Bison State? Probably. Yeah, that's true. We do need some. You know what? Uh, someone from the Segunda who... Uh, no, the Segunda's at war with them. Um, I, it doesn't matter. There's a rabbit. We yeah. don't know where the rabbit's from. He's from the Briar Patch. Yeah. And, um, and, then, and then a cat y- you meet um, who uh, yeah, definitely looks... Bros. He looks a little more... Um, he doesn't look as green as the other three. Let's put it that way. Uh it seems much more. There's an awareness in his eyes uh, because he's a player character. It's true. <laughs> the others are NPCs, um, and uh, so uh, let me write that. Off. Uh, we got the frog. We got the rabbit, and we've got. If only one, if only one of them was a fox, we'd have a. <laughs> that was really close. That was really close to Star Fox. <laughs> that was random. Well done, everyone. Um, Thank you, Iron Jesus. So, uh, Sid, uh, you're in charge of this mission. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the to your crew? Follow your orders. Most importantly, don't panic. If you can find uh, one person to always have your back, do so. The buddy system is very important. Sounds cheesy, but trust me. I had a buddy once. <laughs> you're gonna be the grizzled Didn't war vet. Didn't work out quite so well for him. Yes. I work alone. Yeah. <laughs> you All say as you just joined the team. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know about the frog over there. So you keep an eye on him. Uh, the frog is drinking some green slime out of the dispenser. <laughs> yeah. Just, keep an eye really on him. Really be into this like uh, this swamp water. Um, uh, Mutor. Most importantly, follow your orders. Our- Something very important rides on this. What that is, I can't tell you, but uh, we don't want the other side to get in contact first because we don't know what's up there and what could potentially rain down on us. You say that as the other side is standing right behind you in his blue plastic steel, uh, blue plastic armor. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Look, look, look. First, we need to make sure we even get space. So, Mutor Cam need you all. Take off clothes, stand on scale, weigh you, measure you, make sure you am fit in suit, otherwise you have go explodo when we have go up there. Um then <laughs> staring in abject horror. <laughs> this guy, this other cat talking. Okay, so crazy montage, suits are set up. We've spent way too long on the ground. We go to launch day. Can we skip ahead to launch day? Sure. So yep. so a, a whole bunch of like uh, yeah, you get weighed, you get stripped, you get suits. Uh, there's a moment there, like a uh, few good men, where you're all walking forward in slow motion towards the uh, yeah. the cabin of the space digger. Um, with yeah, no all the while, my tongue is still hanging out. Okay. New Torque on launch day shows up in, in his vault suit still. He he wears the same damn thing and a lab coat that's sewed together from pieces of other lab coats. Okay. 
And um, how does uh, Mutork, you've been the one working on this. How, how does Space Digger look now? Okay. Um, so Space Digger, um, for the design of the engines, think the microwave drives that NASA's working with right now. Okay. Um, the, um, but with more scrap metal. More scrap metal. The entire <laughs> thing's built from salvaged parts. In yeah. fact, it looks somehow more scrap made than it would if the prairie dogs had built it themselves. Like <laughs> Mutork's expertise is in working with garbage. You have a great way of just riveting things together. A rivet oh, oh, gun's yeah. your favorite thing. <laughs> Everything is riveted and welded on. Um, there are extra boosters. Every single one of the guns now looks somehow more science fiction-y. Um, yeah, some of the turrets there, they look like rail 50, guns uh, or like cool. something question like that. Question on that, Derek. Yeah. 50s or 80s science fiction? Um, Red Dwarf science fiction. Red Dwarf. <laughs> um, okay. Low Fair budget PC science fiction. Yeah. yeah. We're talking like vintage Red Dwarf or like Red Dwarf or vintage Doctor Who. <laughs> okay. um, Good enough. I, I buy it. I can see it. Well, the, some of the machine guns have been replaced with rail guns. Um, there's something that you're pretty sure is a laser gun, but when you open it up, it's actually a hundred laser pointers pointed at five magnifying glasses. Um, but Mut Mutorks turned them all on and pointed them at things, and they make really, really impressive explosions. Yeah, every engineer looks at it and goes, this is nonsense. Like, this, these schematics don't make sense. This, he opens up a fire. It's just like, uh, it's just a bird's nest of uh, wires. They don't even connect to anything. And yet, and then there's like a weapons test, and it like blows a watermelon into pieces, melts it right onto the table. And it's like, okay. Like, it, but it worked. And so, so they, everyone just kind of shrugs their head. At one point, one of the scientists kind of like takes his clipboard and just kind of throws it onto the ground and just storms out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, so that was Val Kilmer's character. <laughs> yes. Uh, the engine is act. Uh, our our uh, drive core is actually in a shielded compartment, where it's actually levitating off the ground continuously. It's just attached in by various like wires and giant cables. Damn. So we are ready to go. Oh yeah, it, it's completely ready to go. Um, no matter what anyone else calls it, Mutorque insists that it's called Moon Torque the Explody. Uh, and everyone's like, no, we're not calling it that. <laughs> so the truck, as it used to be, is now on its on its back, right. uh, pointed upwards, with all these new engines built around what used to be the trailer. But underneath, through, it's the, the, the entranceway is actually up through the bottom of the engines in like, a, uh, uh, like an extending lift, uh, like a scissor lift. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so uh, Julian and Derek uh, and, uh, and a few of the engineers that are going to be up there. So you got the, you got the four um, soldiers and, and Derek are going to be in the back uh, in what is like basically the cargo and engineering room. And you're being lifted up into the, by the scissor lift into what used to be the interior of, of your old mobile command center. Shed alone tier. See what they've and done to it. There's a few things that are still surprisingly like hanging there. A, a chair that you recognize, a, a, a place where uh, where the owl uh, used to, you know, I don't know, plan out his his kind of. But, like there's there's a few, just enough that you know this used to be yours, mm -hmm. and, um, and 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 yet chairs have been put out in a way now that are properly oriented so that you can the be air freshener is still sitting. there. Um, you're all in your in your suits ready, but you also have like other um, scientists. Think again, like the NASA, they're wearing like uh, like uh, the gloves and the hoods and all that, and they're they're going to be there getting your last vital study and and plugging you in and and uh, 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 strapping you into your chairs. And um, Sid and Light are both upstairs in the main cabin. Okay. Um, there is an airlock from the cabin into the 
trailer compartment, but um, but those are closed for for launch. Uh, only uh, shortwave radio to communicate between the two. Mutork, uh, as oh, you're being uh, brought. There, there's no writing on any of the panels inside the truck. Everything is all just little pictographs. Yeah. So yeah, there's drawings everywhere, like like uh, children's scratches uh, all over the place. It, it's obvious that it's 100 percent obvious within about a day of meeting re, of meeting Mutork, he cannot read cannot at all. Never, never. So I'm never assuming the pictograms except, are except for the word except for the word Bob. Yes. Now, how am I supposed to except fly Bob. this thing with pictograms? <laughs> okay, well, look. The thing you, is, you, you Sid, have... there isn't much flying when you're just going up. Um, the uh, the orbital trajectory, the launch window, um, if everything goes according to plan, all you'll have to do is uh, line up, and, they sh- and they, they've gone through the training in lining up the crosshairs with, uh, uh, to make a, what they hope will be a docking procedure with, uh, with the station. Uh, there, there's a side of the cabin that has been built to, from what they believe could be a universal airlock, but they don't know. (laughs) That's why you got the vacuum suit. You might just have to get out and walk. Um, So the, uh, uh, but in terms of the actual flying, um, this thing should fly itself, right? Sure. Well, mostly. We have additional controls (coughs) that Mutork rigged out of a motorcycle Kiam found in the back of the truck. We are going to die. Oh no! You'll be fine, Duckman. So unknown. Work with many Duckman. Julian, you're the only one who's going to see this part. Uh, Sid and Light are upstairs, uh, so they don't um, they don't know what's what's about to happen. Uh, as Mutork is is uh, uh, there's there's a series of like ramps and gangplanks have been set up now to deal with the more vertical yeah. setting of the cabin, um, and uh, uh, along the gangplank has been um, what looks like a kind of rail. That's been uh, installed. That follows along all the handles, um, and uh, Mutork, uh, uh, you didn't put this in there. Someone else did, and uh, you know, you notice these weird little details. You always get a little uh, annoyed or impressed when people modify your things. And as you're looking up at the rail, distracted by it, uh, one of the um, uh, Prairie Dog security people that were in there with the engineers. Um, clamps uh, a metal collar around your neck, uh, which connects to the rail in the ceiling. And, um, uh, what? and, what? and you, what, what? you hear the collar clamp and uh, like a series of locking seals chink, 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 um, uh, bolt into place. Um, what, what am you doing? What? Mutork did not agree to this. Dr. Uh, August um, comes up in an elevator and goes, I'm Sorry, Mutork, but we can't let you leave the ship. We know how your power works. If you go too far, everyone dies. So this is to keep everyone safe, including yourself. You'll have free reign of the cabin. The leash will let you go up and down to everywhere you need to reach. But you will not yeah, leave not 150 yards. You, we cannot allow it. There's just too much at risk. I'm sure you'll understand. Um... Uh- as she's talking, Mutork really casually reaches over, puts his hand on one of the consoles, mm-hmm. and everything lights up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the turret, any of the auto turrets just on the outside just starts swiveling. Mm-hmm. Okay, look. Mutork can have real talk with you now, Dr. Cow. Dr. Whatever you am. <laughs> Dr. Cow. <laughs> There's no point having a temper tantrum. 
This was the only way we could agree to bring you onto this mission. And I couldn't tell you it was going to happen because you never would have agreed to it. But this will keep you safe. You just have to trust me. And he's like, like, there's a growl building up in his, uh, like a, like a cat growl kind of. Mm -hmm. She signals the engineers to, uh, leave. Um, the countdown is on. The launch will happen in, uh, in a few minutes. Good luck. Godspeed. She doesn't make eye contact with you and heads back to the elevator and starts to descend away. He hisses at her as she's leaving. And we will end as the door begins to close, the countdown begins to reach zero, and the ship begins to rocket off. We're finally going to be mutants who are in orbit. In space. Controls Major Tom. (laughs) Major Bob. Major Bob. (laughs) Light looks. Uh, Light looks over to uh, uh, Hammy. Was it? Yep. Sid Hamilton. Yeah. Hammy. I hope you know what you. Uh, Light hopes you know what you're doing. I do, but if you stab me in the back, dog, I'm gonna blow you out the airlock. No offense. There. The, I'm taken. Was the radio on there? Did everyone in the back hear that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh back. yeah. Well, this mission's off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> For the Terrible Warriors, I have been the GM trying to get this game literally off the ground, uh, Justin Eacock, surrounded by my mutant animal compatriots uh, from, uh, use your word, sitting at the table here. Julian Spillane. And from Edmonton, out with our Thursday crew. Uh, I'm Derek the Bard from Chasing Music. Nobody puts Mutork in a corner. <laughs> and uh, from our uh, 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 long-form Skype games out from uh, the secret base. Betty White. Uh, I've been Mike the Birdman Dog this week Geek.net. I'm incredibly proud that you were able to make it to the end of this episode and not go pee this time. And uh, from our Patreon supporter uh, joining us uh, for today's game, don't worry, Andy, I'm going to kill you in the next episode. <laughs> Light, uh, Andy, Lido 2, he is, uh, please follow me, whatever you can, do what you can. <laughs> and uh, until next time, uh, I don't know, don't trust Amanda Tapping when she plays uh, shady science characters. It's true. So Yeah, I just found out she's less Carter and more Helen Mag. <laughs> A little bit more like Naomi. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Oh my god, yeah. We're done now. <laughs> the Terrible Warriors has new episodes every Tuesday and every Thursday, and Mutants in Orbit will be back in two weeks' time. We're doing that alternating thing again because if you return to us on Tuesday, it's the final episode of Ravenloft, Dead by Dawn's Light. Things have gotten hairy. Friends have been lost. And they are out of time. If they're unable to return the child to her resting place, they'll be trapped in that castle for all of eternity. And on Thursdays this month... It's the strange and the ongoing campaign with Derek Burrow and his Edmonton crew as they traverse between worlds, tracking down Moriarty before he can unfold his plans. All of our ongoing campaigns and our campaign schedule can be tracked online at TerribleWarriors.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash TerribleWarriors. You could be sitting in a chair just like Anderson. And your Terrible Warriors today have been Derek Burrow, Mike Dodd, Julian Splane, and Anderson Hughes, Game Master Justin Eacock. Until we meet again, thank you for listening to the Terrible Warriors.